Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, our first one for this week. We're glad you're with us. Thank you. Hey, hey Brad, um, it's almost it's almost time to flip the calendar. Don't forget. It's almost time for me to flip something else too here. <laughs> and even folks who who are just listening and not seeing know what I just flipped. They do. <laughs> they just do. So, remember, remember the Jeff Altman? I'll flip you like a cheese omelet. That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoyed that. That was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been looking. All at right. your, uh, I've been looking at your Facebook page, so I kind of know what's on your mind. But please, if, oh, you good. List of, if you have a list of stuff, let me know. I do. I, well, actually, I've I've, I've uh, taken some of my my thoughts from over the weekend, and because you know what, I I, I did a a little extra uh, Facebooking on Sunday because I sat in front of my computer all day and had the football game on at the same time. The the youngsters call that. Um, uh, what do they call it when you can do two things at once? Uh, multi uh, multitasking. You're doing all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. 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 So, so <laughs> that, I was just kind of going back and forth and and watching those games and and so uh, I got a few things uh, off my chest here. Uh, you know, I want to start with. Yeah. I want to start with this. I want to talk about the possibility. The possibility of the federal government getting behind spending money, which means sending it to localities and states to put speed cameras, red light traffic cameras at intersections and things of that sort Uh under the guise of we're going to save lives. We want zero traffic accidents. If we can make things perfect, let's do it. And, and it's a story that kind of popped and, you know, it's one of those, you're not really sure whether it's real, whether in terms of, is there really going to be something that happens like that? Or is this one of these, a couple of people were talking about it, it gets overheard, and then it turns into this, uh, this gigundous thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, the details of this they almost don't matter. I mean, transportation secretary is Pete Buttigieg. And of course, he's uh, all in on, on safety. He's the transportation secretary and blah, 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 blah. Now, my take on the whole idea is, haven't we had this discussion before? Haven't we Haven't we in the world, certainly of talk radio, beaten this one to death? Haven't we gone through this over and over again? Haven't we had the experts on to statistically prove one way or the other that, yes, it works, yes, it saves lives versus the... This is an abridgment of our rights. We don't have the right to see our accuser. We're automatically convicted. They don't even try to put points on your license because they just want the money to fund everything else. And then each city holds hearings and each county does. And then they either stay or they go. They come. Sometimes they leave. Sometimes they come back. We've been, have we been on this for about 15 years We have for sure. And in North Carolina, I don't know if it's true of other places, they would set up a separate adjudication system picked out of like um, judges that they just got out of the line at the K&W cafeteria. It was not like judges that were qualified or elected or appointed. It was just kind of ones that they'd selected. And as you say, it didn't result in any sort of points on your license or anything that if, if you had the means and if you were a wealthy person, 
you could destroy a red light camera, just pay the fine, continue on with your life, no problem. Right. And, and part of the thinking behind that was that people would be more acquiescent and more willing to accept it if if you blow through a, a stop sign or a red light and there's a picture of your license plate and uh, two weeks later in the mail, you get a, a citation and it says you owe us $50. And by the way, not going to uh, make your insurance go up. It's no, it's no points on your license. People are more willing to supposedly pay that and just move on instead of trying to to uh, fight it. Some but, people may not be familiar with the details. I know at least here locally, and I think in a lot of other municipalities, the company, what, I can't remember the name of the company that would come in and do this. They would say to the municipality, there's no cost to you. It won't cost you. We will, we'll absorb right. the cost for an installation. Absolutely. Of we'll do everything. Sure. And for that, you get 30%, 40%, 50% of the revenue. Right. And that's when the judges found that that was complete bullshit. And it didn't, oh. it, it, you got to go. And that was, yeah, it was sounds, always, like, sounds like solar panels on your roof. You don't have to pay anything for it. They pay for themselves. We don't want any money. And then uh, the money was always framed as, you know, the money's going to go toward the schools or it would go toward, you know, starving orphans down by the street or whatever. And, and it was always bullshit. And okay. That's why it got overturned. Okay. So Pete Buttigieg, and uh, he's obviously really heavily involved in this whole story. He talked to the Associated Press and he says that, uh, again, traffic fatalities are going up, up, up more than you would expect. Um, of course, in 2020, no one was driving, right? So right. therefore, in 2021, as they release the figures, they are going to be be higher. But he's worried about the trend. And and the, now, just all, right, all the facts we just talked about, put them aside, okay? And I want to bring in to the discussion here that we're going to have the idea that this is another democratic concept that will be culture ward wedge issued, mm. not just locally in Charlotte or Raleigh or Greensboro or, or any, or in Burlington, Vermont. No, this will get nationalized. Tucker Carlson will jump on this and it will be as big as the war on Christmas. They will, right? Th that's what they would, they would say this is the ultimate abridgment of your right. This is the Constitution that the founding fathers want. You, I see this one coming a mile away if the administration pursues this. And that's not because I think it's a bad idea. I'm sure the technology gets better all the time. Uh, there aren't many false positives. Oh, wait a minute. Did I just say something that might lead you to believe that the same kind of people who say, fuck the vaccines, the government's trying to kill me and I don't trust them, that they might say the same thing against traffic cameras? Yes, because they will. It will be just another thing, right? Trump won the election. The vaccine is a fake. The uh, coronavirus is a hoax. And on and on it goes. So, can the Democrats just stop <laughs> with good intentions that they don't think about the blowback and the reaction to it, that there is a cost benefit? And I understand, you know what, if they're going to come out probably and say, you know, if we had traffic cameras on every intersection uh, where more than, uh, you know, 5,000 cars a month go by, we could save 12,214 lives. They're going to do that. They're, they're going to do that. And you know what? The other side of this issue, who people don't want this, are going to say, 
Freedom. They're going to say freedom. That's right. And we're going to we're going to have the same argument. I don't think it's a good. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's a win in this at all for the Democrats. It's just all it's always playing defense and it's always going too far and they can kill it. They can the, the Republicans will run down the field, fundraise with it and just shut it right up the Democrats ass. I agree with that. Oh, speaking of that, can I can I just uh, take an off ramp? We'll come right back to this. Sure. You know, what I noticed about the uh, uh, the aftermath of the Joe Biden um, uh, uh, not really hot mic, but somehow mischaracterized his hot mic moment where he said that uh, uh, Steve Ducey was a dumb son of a bitch yeah. because Steve because Steve Ducey actually did ask him really a dumb question. And it was a dumb question, which is, uh, will inflation be bad for for the administration? No. And, and Biden, like a smart ass, he's allowed to be. Guess what? He's 78. Fuck that. He said, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You're, you're a dumb son of a bitch. All right. The, um, you'll notice that not only did Biden apologize. Okay, we all have heard that a million times. Trump never apologized for anything, but Biden. Okay, we got that. But guess what? Has there been any fundraising off of this by Democrats? Have they jumped? No. Have they tried? Because every time Trump would do something fucked up, what would yeah. happen within five minutes? They go. They go fundraising on their uh, on their account. Like, oh, Trump right. called out the fake media with Jim Acosta and dressed him down. Won't you help us support our fight against the fake news? And then they would, you know, they put the thing up, and then the guys in the trailer park would get a last dollar right. instead of buying potted meat that week. See, and, and that's the difference between. Oh, this is a broad between Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump, between Democrats and Republicans, between scorched earth, fuck you politics. No matter how shitty something is done by someone, we can turn it around to our advantage because our people really like shitty things that our president does. OK, <laughs> that's not how Democrats work. And that's not what Joe Biden is all about. I just thought I would uh, uh, point that out that, uh, unless I miss the fundraising uh, emails and the, the texts on this. No, and I didn't because I, yeah. I would get them, but they didn't do that. So that, that is another, that is another big difference. All right. So are we in general agreement that, and, and by the way, again, we don't know a hundred percent for sure, whether this is really under any kind of serious consideration no. where it would move to the top of, of, uh, anybody's agenda here or whether it's, it's, uh, similar to, um, Stories that are germinating from a discussion by a low-level staffer in a bar in Washington, D.C. that's overheard by a reporter. And the next thing you know, the Democrats are going to take all your IRA and 401k money and spend it on Muslim outreach, okay? And that mm -hmm. becomes, right? And of course, that was never going to happen. It doesn't matter. Is this like that or is this going to be a thing? This will be an only time will tell story, and and I haven't I haven't seen it wide yet. I haven't seen it go wide. No, but it hopefully could. it'll hopefully it'll be killed in in vitro. Um, yeah. there's your Hill story. The Biden hot mic with Ducey fuel speculation, Brad. Now I know what? you see, I know that you saw you saw West Wing, and I know that you saw the supposed hot mic moment from President Bartlett talking about Governor Ritchie, and I know that you know that. President Bartlett completely meant for that to go out to the public and acted as though it was a hot mic. And that is what the Hill is speculating, that perhaps Biden really wanted to say and was faking the idea that it's, oh, my God, the mic's on. That's 
That's what they're saying on the Hill. Britt, he's not that good. Amber he's not e- that evil. He's, <laughs> he's e- not that conniving. Amber E. Boydston, a professor of political science at the University of California, Davis, said she finds it hard to believe that Biden's outburst at Ducey was premeditated or strategic. So she's uh, right. pushing back. It just doesn't seem Thank to be in his ethos or any kind of long-term better interest in the White House for him to use that specific Thank expletive. You. I don't know. Thank I think you. it would be positive for some people. I thought it was, hey, good job. But, see, but let's see. He called him an hour later and smoothed mm-hmm. it over. If That's he meant saying. it, if he meant it, and he did it on purpose, and he thought this was he he just uh, scored a three pointer from half court. Okay, Rocky music come out of the White House. He's got the aviators on, and it just kind of strut around. Uh, of course. All right, let's uh, let's talk here about uh, Doctor Doctor Johnny oh, Fever uh, Howard Hessman and I, I, and the Cincinnati Bengals. It was a it was a it was a sad and a great weekend for your Cincinnati. Friend, your friend Brian Stelter is. Uh, is saying that it was not it was an intentional hot un, unhot mic moment that's what brian stelter is wait, wait, it was a say that again i, I personally here's the quote from brian stelter i personally believe it was not a hot mic he knew he what he was doing he knew he was on and then he had the manners to call later and try to mend fences but it's still interesting to get inside the mind of the president it's brian stelter from cnn brad who's saying that <laughs> biden knew what he was doing and he did it on purpose i don't care what brian stelter said i want okay. my liberal media back I, I just don't. What the fuck is that? Come on, I don't. Calm down, boy. I don't. Cincinnati, <laughs> Western, Western Kentucky, going to the Super Bowl, Brad, and Doctor Johnny Fever has left the building. Yeah, I, uh, an old associate of mine, an old Camp Rooseveltor, pointed this out, and uh, I'm going to go one step beyond your uh, dragging up anything having to do with the Oakland Raiders, L.A. Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to mention now that, and you're hearing this all the time. Oh, the Bengals, they've had a 30-year drought. They know it's, this is the greatest thing ever. You want a drought? Yeah. You know where I'm going here. Yeah. Not only have the Cleveland Browns never made it to the Super Bowl, they've lost in the conference championship a bunch of times. Yeah, several. But it turns out when you do the numbers, their offspring – uh, have gone to five Super Bowls, two by the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens were the yeah. Cleveland Browns who moved to Baltimore. The Cincinnati Bengals were the abortion from the Cleveland Browns that didn't die That's and not, grew up That's 300 miles down the road from Cleveland in Cincinnati. <laughs> it's and the by, the way, the pro- by the way, the proof of that is, remember, who was the guy that was on TV after that game was over? That was Mike Brown. That's yeah. Paul Brown's son. That's right. The Cleveland Browns aren't named after, you know, feces, Brown. They're not maybe, brown shit. They're named after a guy. Maybe you, guys, maybe you guys shouldn't have fired his ass and thrown him out of Cleveland. Yeah. Maybe that's the curse of Paul Brown yeah. coming back to haunt yeah. your asses. Maybe that. Yeah. A- a- anyway, so anyway, good good for them and, and the rest of it. Uh, the, uh, the Howard Hessman, what was, he was 81. Yeah, that fantastic. you know that I put that in the uh, the list of iconic sitcom characters ever. Yeah, Doctor Johnny absolutely. Fever. Is, absolutely, is there any doubt about that? Um, and uh, 
That yep. was uh, it's, a, was, it's a classic show, and there's what, so, what can you say? It's just it was just a great performance by him, and he was good in some other movies too. He didn't oh, just do that. Yeah, I think this thing actor. called Spinal Tap. Yeah. I think he was decent in that. <laughs> he did okay in that one. Um, I was so obsessed with the WKRP television show when I was a child. I used to cassette record the episodes and listen back to them, just the audio. That's what I would do, and I, I it's just stupid how obsessed with that and then of course i for i don't know if you know this i got to be in the radio business for a while and it was exactly like that television show really yeah oh how'd that work out for you eh, i had a couple of good years toward the end those last two were the best really yeah <laughs> all right so, let's yes, talk- uh, howard hessman dr johnny fever yeah all right let, let's talk about clown face von fuckstick which, yeah. by the way, is the name that John Stewart gave Trump many, many years ago, which to me, I don't know how you ever top that one. I think that's a great one. It's definitive. Wow. As, as they used Clown to say on the match on game, as, as they used to say on match game, that's a definitive answer right there. Uh, did you yeah. did you happen to watch this in real time when it, when it happened? Because you sometimes you'll be around and you'll see the thing and you'll, you'll flip it. I, I didn't see I didn't see that part of it because, see, um. You know, uh, uh, Jane and my 37th anniversary is on uh, February 2nd. All right. And um, I continue to tolerate her. Every time Trump has a rally on a Saturday, she'll go, let's watch it. Let's see what it's like. Okay. And then I say to her, why? You're not going to be able to take it. Right. And I say, I'm going to, you pull the plug as soon as we can't take it anymore. Okay. Okay? You do it. That this is, by the way, this is a key to a, a successful marriage. I hope people are paying attention to this. This is how you get thirty-seven years right here. So, uh, it's supposed to start at eight o'clock, yeah, Eastern Time Saturday. Conroe, Texas, and, ladies and gentlemen, forty miles north of Houston. God, who knows? Boy, Conroe, he's, play, Texas. He's, he's playing the big, the big room. He's playing the big play. It's not even in Harris County. It's in some Montgomery County in Texas is where it is. Not even in the well, same but, county as Houston. Britt, what, what, what business would he have being in Harris County, Houston? <laughs> okay. That, that, by the way, that would be one of the uh, three or four capitals of voter suppression attempts and tactics by True. Republicans in this country. It's it true. is yeah. because it's you know, a, a, a lot of black people. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, so eight, eight o'clock comes and we've got it on uh, one of the dopey channels that's, that, that's running it. You know, I have to, I have to go to Roku number one eighty seven or whatever the fuck it is to find one of these channels. <laughs> I think Mike Lindell you know? just has a, my pillow channel on Roku. That's, that's, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like Newsmax America's enema, yeah, so we watched it on the America's Anima channel. Yeah, sure. and, and they have the they have people vamping, just tap dancing, mm-hmm. trying to waste time because Trump is never on time for anything. And, and, and so this is supposed to start at eight o'clock, eight ten, eight fifteen. So we 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 leave, we go. Sven Gulli's got a classic on or something a Saturday night. Sure he does. He always who, does. Who was vamping? Did he have his stupid kids out there killing time? Or is it just Local politicians running no. their mouths. Oh no! You know one of the people they that asshole Rick Grinnell. Remember him? Oh, the uh, oh, I mean, just every loser. They're all every so it's like eight fifteen. He's not there, and so I caught a little bit of it. And of course, it it, it was dreadful. You can't watch it. It's just, it's impossible to 
to to watch. But let's talk about the aftermath of this because this is a this is pretty good stuff. Um, we've got a great piece uh, all about this. The uh, New York Times writer who's followed Trump for uh, a million years, uh, Maggie Haberman, is uh, saying that it's official. Trump is now in the burn it all down stage of whatever he's got going on. He's just he says he doesn't give a shit anymore. He does not care. Uh, George Conway says it's just time to read him his Miranda rights. Let's get this over with Uh, because he, in effect, confessed Saturday night that he was telling Mike Pence to overturn the election. Okay, that's that's about as bad as it gets. And then the uh, the big two other takeaways are that, number one, he says, look, if these racist prosecutors, racist prosecutors. hmm, Now, Donald Trump's a white guy. So the racist they must be black. Must be. Must be talking about the the prosecutors in Atlanta, maybe the attorney general of the state of New York. They're racist against white people, right? Okay. The racist uh, attacks against him by these prosecutors. If that happens, if that happens, I want you to take to the streets. Yeah. Peacefully, of course. He always thinks that he hasn't quite figured this out yet. He hasn't quite looked at the own, his own video from January 6th where before they marched down to the Capitol, he threw in, incidentally, one time the word peacefully, but everything else was a provocation to, well, burn down the Capitol. Right. Be tough. Yeah, if you don't do that, you got nothing. And he thought, well, that worked then. That worked well. So he did it again Saturday night in Texas. Go out there and peacefully protest if I, your hero, are charged indicted um if they come after me because of course the implication is if they come after me they're really coming after you but that was a call to do it again that was a call to do it all across the country that was a call for violence right Mm -hmm. that's takeaway number one number one a of course is the and again he obviously learns from his past what we think are sometimes fatal mistakes, but never seem to be because as a good mob boss, he gets away with all kinds of things he shouldn't be able to get away with, including witness tampering. Um, But the promise to pardon people who have been charged and or are being convicted of the kind of violence that we saw and the uh, planning of the overthrow of the government on January 6th if I just get reelected, I will pardon these patriots, these people who are being treated so unfairly. So for him to say that, how bad was that? How outrageous was that? Oh, it was bad. How much of that is part of the I don't give a fuck anymore, burn it down, who cares? Well, it's bad enough that we're at another one of these stages. We've been at a lot of them. You know, right after January 6th, you had that. Those couple days where Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Grant, they all were making brilliantly articulate speeches about how Donald Trump was responsible for what happened. And, of course, we know how long that lasted. They all caved, they all kowtowed, and they've all changed. Now it's happened again because 
after Saturday night, they went on the Sunday shows, some of them, and said, this is intolerable. This can't be. You can't do that. You don't promise to pardon and to let off the hook people who plotted the overthrow of our government. Sir, you can't do that. I disagree with you. So there you go. Lindsey Graham, again, saying actually all the right words. But, you know, Lindsey Graham's standing up to Donald Trump has about the same uh, half-life as a carton of milk, right? There's an expiration date on that carton of milk. Mm. There's an expiration date on anything that Lindsey Graham so far has ever said to try to separate himself from Donald Trump. Uh, now, Lindsey Graham was reelected. I don't but was he reelected in 20 or was he elected in 18? Either way, yeah. either way, he's certainly not up in 2022. Mm-hmm. So if, if we can be generous here, which there's no need for us to do it, but we'll do it for the sake of the argument. If we can be generous here for just a moment and say a start would be for every Republican, we're going to give you some space to maneuver. For every Republican who isn't up for election in 2022 to now separate yourselves from Trump, denounce him and risk losing your job by doing the right thing for the country, the Constitution and our future, you've got an opportunity to do it. Trump provides many of them by doing things that are just unspeakably horrible, unspeakably outside the Constitution, unspeakably morally depraved and sick. So he gave you another chance on Saturday, Sunday. Some of them sounded like they were starting to take it, but because the milk has an expiration date in your refrigerator, you always have to see what happens over the next few days and few weeks when things start to settle down. And we might even get to the, uh, tr- you know, Trump coming out and saying, I was just joking. He didn't mean it. You know, we haven't yeah, gotten sure. to that part yet. We usually sure. get that, right? He doesn't really mean it. Um, but he does. Um, so uh, that was just, uh, well, it, it, was, it, it was disgusting. And by, by the way, uh, we, we went back to it for about five minutes and Jane's, uh, she cut it off. I can't take this anymore. I, the, I can't um, take this anymore. The pardoning of the January 6th folks. It, it, I mean, that was that was just classic Trump because I think the Republican governors had some sort of big meeting or conference or something. So as you say, the next day, as they go on the Sunday shows, they all have to go on and go, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I think it's a horrible idea. It steals away from any momentum that they were trying to get getting past Trump because they can't get past Trump and talk about any ideas that they might have going forward. Uh, and, and they have to answer his bullshit. How do you think the Democrats should play that? Because I think they should probably bring that up about every five seconds. Well, h- hang on. Before we get to that, have we gone through the initial cycle of every Republican getting cornered and being well, directly asked? Not the ones who went on the show Sunday. I'm talking about every yeah, yeah. every one of them, and where they always give the answer. One, I didn't see it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, where they, they try to dodge. the. Have, have we gone through that who, stage Donald yet? Trump? Uh, remind me who Donald Trump is again. I don't I don't know if I've ever met that person. You, right. you, you do right. that sort of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just wondering. Um, we need to probably get outside of our, our little bubble on things like this by saying, how should the Democrats play this? Because, of course, this is January 
the election isn't until November. Yeah, so we're going to keep saying that until it's February or, or we're going to keep saying that until it's August. And we'll be like, yeah, they should start kicking in something now. It's yeah. never too early to start yeah. fucking going, going nuts with some but shit wait. now. And when he hands you a fumble like that, yes, you but run that back down the field. Ha- hang on a second. Uh, I listened to uh, one of the New York Times daily podcasts from last week, and uh, it was a half hour. And the guest was Frank Luntz, mm-hmm. the, uh, the famous Republican, mostly in his lifetime, but not necessarily a, a doctrinaire Republican at all, consultant, wordsmith, but the guy who conducts the focus groups. He is the best focus group sure. guy in the country, whether you love him, because he will ask the most uncomfortable questions oh, to he's people. He's obnoxious. He's completely obnoxious. And, and he, he will wangle it out of them. And I only bring it up without uh, uh, going through uh, all the results. There's one thing that really, really stuck out, because these are people that were were scientifically boiled down to being truly independent. They really don't have a dog in the fight because, you know, most independents are liars. OK, they, of course they but are. these are people these are people who uh, may have voted for um, Hillary Clinton and then they voted for Trump. Okay, people like that, back and forth kind of people without a dog in a fight. And after all was done, once says, I went off script because he prepares what he's going to ask these people. I said, I went rogue because I wanted to do this. And he asked, I think it was 13 or 14 people. What about January 6th? How is what happened on January 6th informing the way you are thinking about uh, politics and your life, and is it an important thing? And out of the twelve, I think maybe one said, "I give it some thought." The other eleven said, "It means nothing. They don't care." Hmm. And so that's why I'm saying to you and to myself here that because Trump said something that again he should have his Miranda rights read to him as he's carted off and put into, we know that, that we we're already, we've, we've said that a thousand times. What I'm saying is that people are tuned out to January 6th in general, in this country. They really, really are. It does not matter that CNN and MSNBC lead every hour 24 seven with the latest group of people that have just been named by the January 6th committee to come appear or they're it doesn't matter. It matters because it's real and it's important, but it doesn't matter in the political sense because we have a fucking country of morons. Okay. We know that. Do you believe and and that? I, that's very problematic. So therefore what we just were talking about with what Trump did over the weekend, which should rise to the level of complete outrage. It, it doesn't exist in Fox world. It never <laughs> happened. It, they don't know anything about it. Do you believe that the um, the the majority of independents and true independents? Do you think that they believe that the Trump administration from 2017 to 2021? Do you think, it, in general, they think it was a disaster? No, you don't. How no. would you say that I, they? How how would you say that they quantify? And I, I, I'll, I'll tell you it what. It was okay. It was not good. It was pretty positive. There were some yeah. good parts, bad parts. Uh, uh, Trump gets the the uh, becomes the beneficiary of time and and time is now not what it used to be okay um a year used to be a pretty short amount of time a year is forever 
in, in terms of how quickly so many events come and go and we obsess about them and then we move on. And we've had so many in the last year plus two weeks or three weeks since January 6, 2021. Uh, and of course, we all realize that in our lifetimes and in the lifetimes of our parents, grandparents and great grandparents, anytime a president was done with his term, they would go off and go farming in Georgia or do something else. This is the first time we've had a, a, a shadow fuckface president trying to destroy the country that he once was the president of, that he should never have been in the first place. But his ability so are, to actually, his ability to kind of impact that is going, it's, it's lessening. I do agree. I, I believe that. Oh, well, that, that's, again, that's just natural attrition, but th there's enough. The problem is there is enough still there. Um, and until there's a complete bleaching of, of whatever is, is left of, of, of Trump, which is not going to happen. For, and again, we, we all know this. If he died tomorrow, mm -hmm. Trumpism would not die. If yeah. Trump died to, if Trump died tomorrow, there were all these people saying we have got to carry on the blah 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 of of Trump. In fact, I'm afraid if he died tomorrow, that the more clever versions of him would have room and space to you know Ron DeSantis, are you kidding? Yeah, are but, you kidding? Overall, my, my, my point would be that if people like us or if people just in general who have brains are not able to make the point to other dumbasses that the period of time between 2017 and 2021 was an extraordinarily bad time. It's not just, oh, the guy did some bad stuff and then he did some good stuff. No, it was a horrible time and a dangerous man could have really fucked up our entire country. In fact, we're still feeling the effects of it. If we can't make that point, to people who otherwise would go, I don't know, it was all right. I, I think we're fucked. I think we're screwed. If we can't make well, that right, point to people. Right now we are, because I'll counter everything you just said by saying most of these people will, will be uh, swayed and will not be completely wrong when they make very uh, simplistic base comparisons. And uh, there are going to be billboards or memes already out there that say Trump, one dollar a gallon. Biden, five dollars a gallon. Okay, uh, that's all they have to do. And 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 you know the the price of uh, the price of sirloin yeah. steak when Trump was in there eleven ninety nine. Now with Biden, it's twenty five dollars. Who do you want? I mean, th that's how the campaign is going to be run. It's not mm -hmm. going to be run on was Donald Trump a a constitutional d danger to the future of the country. And you may know that. I may know that. You may know that. Um, but that's not how people think. And that's not well, how people to... vote. It, they, they vote on emotion. And emotion right now is is the pandemic. And, and, and by the way, it, I'm still hearing it. I'm still hearing it. You hear it all the time. Biden lied because he said he would crush the virus. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. He lied. I don't he think just lied. I don't have. The, I don't think that has any traction. It's a nice thing to say. It's cute. It's a hit record. You try to play, but nobody's going to dance to that. I, I also think that the point has to be made that yes, I'd love to have two dollar a gallon gas, but I'd also like to have America. Somehow, some way, you have to impress to these people that yes, the price of gas is up, but we are better off. And I don't know. I, I don't know what that messaging is or whatever. I. I 
and there are going to be people I know who has time, but there are going to be some people who remember, you know, those were some truly shitty days. Those That was a truly shitty time in American history with a guy who was very bad and was, was only getting worse. Um, in, in fact, let's go back to Conroe, Texas and the Great Rally. Uh, thanks to him saying there should be marches all over the place, the Atlanta District Attorney has asked the FBI security assessment after Trump calls for protests over that election probe. That was part of what you were talking about presently about protests taking place all over America where they're being mean to me or not nice to me. And now the Atlanta district attorney who is going hard after uh, Trump and they're going after charges of him tampering with the election in Georgia. Uh, they've asked the FBI for a little help, help so that Trump's minions don't try to kill him. Well, see, this is what's so frustrating to, to uh, all of us, which is, of course, that story is uh, uh, fully necessary and important. Yeah. Uh, because Trump, in effect, lit the fuse. He lit the fuse for 2022 and 2024 in particular on that night in Texas in January of 2022. He did it. He did it. He he uh, set the predicate for, for people to do that. And um, it's just, but it's just not resonating. I don't think with a lot of people. I, I, I really think that, that that folks are so into their own selves and their own lives yeah. that they have forgotten. They have forgotten the the civics lessons that none of them ever learned when they went to school. Back when school was great, uh, before they had all those books about the Holocaust in there oh, and things like that. Teaching critical race theory. God damn it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, if, if you go to a, if you went to a Trump rally and and, and uh, uh, how, many, how many people took civics in eleventh uh, grade? What is What's that? civics? I can't I don't spell know. civics. And, 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 what, what is it? You, you look at a bunch of little Honda cars. Those yeah. are civics, right? You look, at, yeah. you look at a Honda sedan and you try to figure yeah. out how it works. That's what it, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. As we uh, uh, as we finish up, we should talk about the Spotify story. Um, Spotify over the weekend, uh, their their CEOs put out a statement saying they were going to put some sort of warning label or something on bullshit. Um, I'm, I've been very disappointed that other artists have not joined in with Neil Young, particularly my favorite band, Pearl Jam, to whom Neil Young has been a hero for 30-odd years. Uh, Joni Mitchell is on, Peter Frampton, Nils Lofgren. Other than that, it's, it's amazing how you see all of these people. They've just put Neil Young kind of on an island to fight this battle by himself. It still made a great impact, as you point out, on Spotify's uh, stock price, it's rebounding a little bit today as we talk, but I think there were billions of dollars lost in value because of the stock as last week. I don't know if they're going to recover. Where are we on actually, Spotify? Sorry, that's actually kind of not true. It's not uh, billions of dollars lost in stock value? No, it, it really wasn't. Uh, the $4, the $4 billion that I was reading about is not accurate? Well, here, here, here the, the, the simple numbers are, Spotify stock is was down twenty six percent through Jan, you know for the whole month of January, which yeah. is kind of in line with tech stocks in general. There's nothing extraordinary about down twenty six percent. And on Monday, as as we speak, um, it's up twelve percent. Okay, so therefore, uh, it is far above mm. where it was when this started a week and a half ago. So in, in terms of that. 
the uh, the market has spoken, and, and the market won. is saying, "Yeah, we we buy that bullshit. We Joe we Rogan believe won. it. We believe Joe Rogan's Joe apology Rogan yeah. and how he he feels sorry that uh, he put out bad information, and he's going to have both sides on now, right? He's going to have both <laughs> sides. Blah 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 blah. Now, but uh, and, and uh, the so, the writer, I, I, I would like to explore that for a moment because he, when he had Jordan Peterson, that idiot, on the other day talking about so. The other side to we should embrace transgenderism and we should try to love these people and understand their point of view. The other side to that would be Jordan Peterson. Oh, it's a satanic ritual and it's the end of society. Those are fair and balancing counterpoints, right? Is that is that what we're led to believe? Oh, it, 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 it's on. all it's all bullshit tap dancing. You know, trying to trying to wiggle out and but they won. Uh, but but the uh, the Times piece does point out. The, the most important thing of all here in terms of Spotify, they have an exclusive deal to run Rogan's podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's exclusive deal. And they pay him a hundred million, whatever the amount is for how many years. Right. And you can't get it anywhere else. Nope. If, if they cut ties with him, if they say, we're going to act like a responsible broadcaster or newspaper yeah. publisher, and we will not have that uh, being distributed and we're going to cut a deal, Joe. Here's $20 million. Go away. Joe Rogan's podcast will get heard by way more people than it's being heard by now because he's not only on Spotify, and it will be back on YouTube. It'll be back everywhere else. So uh, I, I guess this is the cockroach problem that we have with, with stories like this because if you stamp it out here – or if you, I uh, hate to use the word, but if you cancel it in one place, it will definitely pop up somewhere else. So uh, the answer, the, the answer is is uh, uh, not necessarily to, to, to pull your music off of Spotify so that they get rid of him because it's not going to work. It is just not going to work. They're going to stick with him because he does draw in a number of subscribers who only subscribe to Spotify to get him. Look up Howard Stern. You'll see a similar again, <laughs> phenomenon with XM Sirius. If yeah. you decide that you don't want to support that, and for I, for somebody like, I, I'll just use, there's like two people that make money on Spotify. Like if Taylor Swift pulled her catalog off of Spotify, she's done that in the past for various reasons. To her it's a significant amount of money, but she ain't going to go broke. The empire is still going to be huge and people will leave Spotify, Taylor Swift fans, and they'll go to title and well, they'll go to Amazon music and they'll go to Pandora right. and they'll go to, and same thing with Ariana Grande. Right. So right. Well, you, can, can I, can I, can I just jump in here? Because you, you did hit the one button, yeah. the one button, the only one that matters because I believe instantly last week, I don't know who it was that, that tweeted this out, that if she said I'm out, they would they would cut ties with Joe Rogan to get her back because she's that important if it's, to, if it's Taylor, to to, if it's to Taylor Swift, exactly. if it's Ariana Grande, if it's Drake. If any of those people leave and say, fuck it, I'm I'm out for whatever reason, my I think it's just her. I think I it's just her. I, I disagree with that. I know I know you saw the story, but I think Ariana Grande also has like a huge following. I also think Drake has like a lot of people who would follow him anywhere to the ends of the earth there's there's a couple of others uh but the, i would say the story for me if i may jack off on my generation xness uh as far as the pearl jam thing goes when they fought 
Ticketmaster, they had a group of musicians that were like, yeah, you guys should really fuck over Ticket. That's not right. You should go after them. And then when they stepped out, the other guys were like, I think we'll be over here. We're not really going to support you. You guys take all the hits for that shit. And that's to me, that's what's happening. They're letting Neil Young kind of just twist in the wind and take all the hits like a pinata right now when they could jump in and go. And to a band like Pearl Jam, what does it mean? They've been rich 50 times over. If they pull their shit off Spotify and don't get that monthly check, they can do other stuff. They'll be okay. That's what is so vexing and upsetting to me because these guys have shown their activism. They canceled the, the concert in Raleigh, North Carolina, when that transgender bullshit was going on. And I was so proud of that band. But right now, they ain't nowhere on this. And it really, it really is bugging the piss out of me. Now, in the next 24 hours, I could be completely wrong. They change everything. They pull their entire catalog, et cetera, et cetera. But it just, it just bums me out that those guys are not out there when they know what it's like to step forward, take all the hits for somebody, have all your friends go, yeah, you should attack Joe Rogan. We're right behind you. Neil who? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, is he the, the Canadian fellow? I'm, right, I don't know me, who that is. Let me throw in painful analogy here at, at the end, and uh, I'll let you sort it out. Joe Rogan is to Spotify as Donald Trump is to the Republican Party. Yeah. The, the, the number of people are few and far between who have said the greater good, decency, morality, following the Constitution is way more important than me being reelected in the third district of Missouri. So I'm going to make my statement. Yeah. And uh, as con am, I, am I completely off in thinking that? No. Uh, and Spotify, you know, I, I think you made the point over the weekend. You're working, and, and, and irony of ironies, yes, the the uh, the highly moral Amazon is the is the answer to Spotify. The, you can depend on these guys to do your but, and, and I'm joking. But no, that's what I've done. Uh, I've, I've just I've moved, right. I'm over on Amazon Music. I'm I'm supporting a company that, that has people pissing buckets in the warehouse, and they're right. You know, everybody. Well, but you already were. You you yeah, you, exactly. you didn't you didn't right right. It's it, it, it's not really 